Republic of England. My guest today married the love of her life on New Year's Eve in 2021. Megan and Asim had a glamorous ballroom wedding in Atlanta, Georgia. And when I caught up with her sister and maid of honor, Erin, she told me that this wedding had a ton of crazy stories. So I knew I had to have her on to tell me all about the highs and the lows. Welcome to the show, Megan Walsh. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. How are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm excited. It's Saturday in New York City. It'll be a good day. So it's been a little bit over a year. Are you ready to talk about the wedding? (laughs) Yeah, we (laughs) we just did our like had our first anniversary. And so we went to Mexico and kind of taught like relived some of our funny memories from the wedding and still have to get around to doing things about the wedding, like our wedding album and just all these things I've decided to push off more than a year. So yeah, it's good timing. Back in wedding mode a little bit. Yeah, I totally get that. I feel like you need like a year to decompress from everything. Yes. Yeah. I actually just watched like a lot of the footage and the videos and things like that for the first time. So it took a year. What did you think looking at it, like watching the videos and stuff? Videographers are amazing. My videographers did a really good job taking the footage and making it more towards the vision that I had for my wedding and less like some of the things that actually went down. But the raw (laughs) footage is traumatic for me. Oh my god. Okay, we're definitely gonna get into the trauma a little bit. But first, let's introduce you to the listeners. How would you describe your personal brand um, just as for yourself? And then how would you describe your brand as a couple? Hmm. I love my job. I love like being in control of situations. I take things very seriously. These are what I've learned about myself recently as going through the wedding planning process. You know, but I also am very outgoing. I love a party. I love events. I just don't love to plan them. And with that, my husband is also super social And so we love to have a lot of fun. We've got a lot of friends. And when we lived in Atlanta, we used to have all these parties and pregames. And so that that is what I wanted to channel for my wedding is mostly just a really good time with the people that I love. So how big was your wedding? It ended up being, I think, 142 people. We lost count. Uh Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So the, the big theme, the thing to know for my wedding is that since it was December 31st, 2021, it was just the height of Omicron. And that happened so fast that some things that like we had planned and organized and like locked down two weeks in advance, you know, everyone knows how that goes. Um, That just was subject to change like up until the minute of my wedding. So I think it ended up being around 140 people that attended the wedding, but we weren't even sure. So are you are you saying you lost count because a bunch of people had to drop out last minute? Right. And the CDC changed the rules about like five days for people testing positive. Like we, the the situation just changed like right around the time of our wedding. And so we had people say, oh, I have COVID. Oh, now it's five days. Like, should I come? And we're like, I don't know. You like, you have to make a personal choice. And we required people to be vaccinated, like fully vaccinated for our wedding, which was, that was not the easiest decision, especially since we were hosting it in Atlanta. But we've been so sensitive about COVID because we lived in New York City through it. And so that's how New York City venues were handling it. And so we just thought like to make my grandparents feel more comfortable, like the least that we can do is require our guests to be fully vaccinated. 
So we felt that is what made us feel in control of the COVID situation, like planning a wedding through COVID. But the breakthrough cases really changed the game. And then you kind of mentioned how people were messaging you. Oh, should I come or not? First of all, even without a wedding, people being like, hey, should I come? It's like, um, be an adult, make a decision yourself. But second, why are you asking the bride? Right. That was well, that was part of where I went wrong. Like when I reflect on it is Nassim and I, when things started getting really crazy, like three weeks before our wedding, we sent an email out to all of our guests that said, even though you RSVP'd, we get it. We want everyone to be, you know, confident and comfortable. And so feel free to like, let us know if you, if you no longer are able to come or if you have an exposure or get COVID, whatever the situation. And so then we put our phone numbers at the end of that. And I should have put my purse. I relate to you. I was like, oh yeah, message me, like ask me all the questions and everything. And I was totally happy to do it up until like maybe a month before the wedding. But after that, it's like, please stop asking me really dumb questions. <laughs> right. Like I was get. I also did my hair and makeup trial the day before the wedding. Probably don't recommend that one. Um, like, well, I got married in Atlanta and I was living in New York City and it just the time didn't work out to do my trial during one of our trips to Atlanta before the wedding. And so yeah. I was like, you know what? It'll be great. I'll just get my hair and makeup done the day before and it'll double as hair and makeup for, you know, our welcome party. <laughs> so I was sitting there so stressed out because I was getting all these calls and texts from people. And my hair and makeup artist was like, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's when it's bad because she's probably seen it all. True. <laughs> So, you know, you talk a little bit about how you do live in New York and kind of some of the challenges of getting married in Atlanta where, you know, you're not there all the time. Um, Why did you choose to get married in Atlanta? We picked Atlanta because we thought it would be the most convenient for most of our guests. Nassim's family lives in Atlanta. Some of my family still lives in Atlanta. A lot of my friends still live in it. Our friends mutually still live in Atlanta. It just, New York's rules around COVID kept changing and we're much stricter. And so it was harder to predict how that would impact our wedding. So that was, those were the big factors that led into getting married in Atlanta. And what about New Year's Eve? Why New Year's Eve? Good question. We... I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted for a wedding. Like I could have gone a million ways with it. And Mm -hmm. New Year's Eve was great because it gave me a direction. Like plan a New Year's Eve party and then make it a wedding. I didn't know what I wanted for just a wedding in itself. And so that worked really well for like kind of pulling together some ideas and like a vision for what we wanted the day to be like. Once you had this vision, it's going to be a New Year's Eve party. Like what were the next details that came out of that? Well, I got a warning from my planner, which was important that if you get married on a holiday, be prepared to pay a lot more money for many of the things. So a lot of our vendors, like the time was time and a half because it was a holiday. And so we had to make a decision based. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Because I was like, oh, it's a Friday and it's winter. Like, wouldn't that be off season? Maybe this will help with our budget. Yeah. No, um, it was definitely. So we paid like prime season Saturday night rates, time and a half for all of the staff. But we were. Oh my God. I know. I know. But I was like, (laughs) on it at that point. And that's the other part of my personality is like, I just, once I decide I want to do something, there's just nothing you can do to stop me. You're committed. <laughs> Megan is a force. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 
Well, it's good to be like that when you are planning a wedding because something needs to like move everything along and push it all along. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely. What was like the timing of your wedding? Did it go till midnight? Did you have a countdown? I know that I saw some pictures of your reception. You guys were wearing party hats and stuff. Oh, yeah. We started it at 7 and it went till a little after 1 a.m. Okay. Seven for the ceremony or the reception? Seven for the ceremony. Oh, okay. So we had a really quick ceremony and then a cocktail hour and then the reception so that we were able to do like a countdown to midnight and then have some time after that to still like party and not rush everybody out the door. And how do you feel like having everyone late at night felt like, cause that is kind of a late time for a wedding to end. Um, but maybe because of the New Year's vibe? It was late. Um, I, from what I heard, I myself had a lot of fun. Uh, and I think everybody else did too. Like, I think that led to some of maybe the not so like formal aspects of how our wedding played out, but it was certainly fun. What were, what were some of those not, not so formal aspects that you're mentioning? Where do I start with this? <laughs> I... I can give you a quick rundown. So I will say that my planner was awesome. Our vendors were awesome. Like they did what they could, but Omicron changed a lot without the time to to replan some of these things. And an example is your band becomes such a big part of your day. They did our audio, our microphones for the officiant during the ceremony. They did all the timing for like introductions, first stands, all of, you know, you know how like many logistics the band owns. And we worked with the leader of the band on the minute by minute timeline. Here's what everything should look like. Here's the exact version of the song. And um, that person ended up getting COVID and having to send in someone to... Yeah. And so then there was such a like miscommunication about what the plan was. And that was a big part of like what led things like into the wrong direction pretty early on from the get go. So like we started late because I think there was some audio issues the band was still working on. There was supposed to be like music playing and I guess that wasn't happening. So everyone's like sitting down being like, is this wedding happening or what? I don't know. So I'm like downstairs drinking a bottle of wine, like out of the bottle. Um, <laughs> We've we reached this point already. <laughs> yeah. Before the wedding even started, I had like bright pink lipstick down my dress. Like you look at yourself one last time before you walk down the aisle and like things were yeah. already going crazy. Um, of course, it like rained. You know, I, name anything that could go wrong. It did. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. I just have to have fun with this. You know, I've got so many people here that I love. I'm marrying the person that I am so excited to build a life with. Like I have to keep myself like rooted in the co- like the reason for the day so that I don't get hung up in some of these details that are just they're just going to go wrong and it is what it is. So <laughs> we're walking down the aisle to some like funeral type music. Not what I arranged. <laughs> you know, I'm just walking down the aisle to like, I don't <laughs> just funeral music. <laughs> I was like, oh no, like we don't know what songs we're supposed to play and just like Googled. I don't know. I can't even imagine ceremonial, but maybe they accidentally clicked on like funeral, funeral ceremonial music. Oh I don't know. So Everyone's standing up looking at me. I'm kind of laughing at this point because it's just so not what I had in mind. (laughs) So then verbally say out loud to the whole audience, hey, guys. (laughs) So at least, you know, I got everyone laughing with me. Yeah. We're going to have fun with this. I walk up to our officiant, our really good friend, John. 
and uh-huh. his mic doesn't work. <laughs> oh my God, of course. <laughs> we're just going to do this thing. It's going to be fun. You know, we're going to laugh our way through it. And that that set the tone for um, the rest of the, the night. That's funny that you mentioned that because I think that's so important. Something my, my DJ told me was that your guests will take their cue from you like as the bride. So like if you guys are like having fun and laughing and smiling, they're going to be like, okay, me too. High energy. So I think it's so good that you were like, okay, this freaking sucks, but <laughs> let's laugh about it. Let's start it off. Right. And uh, just turn this thing around. Exactly. It's so true. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the traditions that you guys chose to do for your wedding. So I saw something a little bit about how you both incorporated family heirlooms. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So I had for like the so- something borrowed, something blue, I borrowed some amazing, are they aquamarines? Yeah, I think aquamarines. Yeah. It's just this amazing jewelry that like my family has had forever and I remember trying it on actually at my aunt's house in San Francisco like we were 20 good. years ago and being like, <laughs> I can't wait until the day that I have a reason to wear this jewelry. <gasps> and yeah, so that's what I wore with my wedding dress, which was really special. And Nassim had cufflinks from his grandfather who he never actually met. And so it was really special to him to be able to have like a piece of his heritage you know, his family history with him on that, the wedding day. That's really special, especially since, um, you know, family members who aren't there, it is nice to be able to incorporate them in some way. Yeah, we did that for my grandparents too, who weren't able to come because of COVID. They live in a housing, like in a community, retirement community where they are, they watch each other's backs. It's a very tight knit group of people and they had kept COVID out of their community and they took it so seriously. And so they made the decision um, when Omicron went off the rails, like that it just wasn't in the best interest of the community that they live in to to be at a part of, you know, to be at the wedding. And so the way that we still brought my grandparents there because it was so important to me was they wrote, they adapted a reading, you know, and and wrote their personal part of it. And then my aunt said it on their behalf. So we still built my grandparents into our ceremony. Oh, that's so special. That's really cool that they wrote, that they wrote something for you. It was very special. One of my favorite things that we did with the wedding. The other thing that I saw that you did that um, I thought was really cool was in addition to doing a first look with your husband, you did one with your dad. Is that right? Yeah. Is that not common? I I think it's like something that people do. It's not like uncommon, but I don't think it's a regular thing. Like what made you, what kind of led you to doing that? And was it worth yeah. it? My planner asked me like when we were running through the logistics of the day, like, do you want to have this moment? Do you want to have this moment? And I had seen a lot of my friends do first looks with their dad and just the photos that come of that are so nice. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. I want to do that. Um, and so, yeah, I've got to hand that one to my planner. She arranged that. Your planner sounds very legit. I heard that she rescued a situation right before the ceremony. Oh, that's right. That was the dress. Yeah. So what happened with that is... <laughs> We were, we were in the bridal suite staging some get ready photos. So since the timeline was difficult with like a 7 p.m. start in the winter, it's already dark and we wanted to do photos in the beautiful courtyard outside. So we did photos on the earlier side, like around three or four o'clock and then had some downtime before the ceremony to do staged get ready photos. So we just kind of had to make it work. 
so we were like hanging out downstairs and taking those photos. And there was a side entrance nearer to our hotel where we had our room block and a lot of our guests staying uh, that led straight into the bridal suite. But then you would have to go around the side to the main entrance through the courtyard. And we didn't know to specify those instructions. And so people just saw the door and they were like, okay, let's, let's come in. And there was also supposed, I think there was maybe a guard there. I don't know. But long story short, a lot of my friends ended up walking in like to go to the ceremony, but I'm not, and I'm the kind of person that's like, hi. So I just like ran out (laughs) hugging everybody and taking photos with my friends. And it was actually (laughs) a really nice surprise because I didn't have bridesmaids and in the moment, I was kind of regretting that decision. And so starting to see some of my good friends come through the door, I was like hugging everybody and taking photos. Yeah. And then that's when I went to go take like a last look in the mirror before walking down the aisle. And there's just hot pink lipstick down the front of my dress. Like, I don't know if it was in someone's hands. I don't know how it happened. But that's when I started to literally panic. And uh, we were trying to rub it off with like these Clorox, you know, or we had the like on the go wipes. We had prepared for situations like this, but maybe not like hot pink lipstick so early in the night. Um, and it was actually my photographer, I think, that had chalk. And she oh, was yeah, yeah. chalk over the front and it worked. You couldn't tell. Dude, putting chalk on lipstick is such a clutch move. I don't know if I would have ever thought that. That Thank God for your photographer. I know. My wedding planner and my photographer were both like awesome about just jumping in to be like, how do we fix this? Yeah. I'm like in tears as they're rubbing chalk on the front of my dress. <laughs> Wait, did, so like, how does it really work? Does it, did it look like there was chalk on it? No, because it's such a fine powder that like you just rubbed it over the front of the dress and you you really couldn't tell. Like it just, we got like some of the lipstick off too. And we got some of the, right. So like. Between the two things, it ended up being fine. And it was also right where you carry your bouquet. So it wasn't a big deal. You definitely can't tell in any of the photos. It just was, you know, obviously not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have started crying, to be honest. (laughs) You wear the dress one time. You spend so much money on it. You have to go to all these fittings. And then did you wear your dress the whole night or did you have a dress that you changed into for the reception? I did have a dress that I changed into for the reception. This is one of the things that totally got away from me. When I was thinking about the wedding and trying to reflect on it and why I ended up stressed out about a lot of parts of it, it's like because I get this vision of what I want and then trying to create something that you've imagined is very very difficult as opposed mm-hmm. to just going in and making decisions based on what you have available. So for, this was a problem with the reception dress. I imagined this d- specific kind of dress that I wanted to change into like a new New Year's Eve, you know, glitzy, fun, white, short dress. And then I couldn't find anything like it. And so I bought every similar version of it. I had so many <laughs> the day of it was ridiculous. And then Aaron and I went shopping the, like two days the before, before the wedding. Yeah. Was it the day before or two days before? I think it was two days. Two days Yes, Erin and I like go into the store like quickly and there it is the dress that I'd been looking for oh my god and yes so I'm like this is gonna sound crazy I've spent all this time and money altering like close enough dresses and I'm gonna do it I'm gonna buy this dress they're gonna alter it in time my friend's husband's gonna pick it up and bring it to the venue and I'm wearing yes. it it's all working out. It's all working out. It did. It was that was that was a great like last minute. It was minute. such a good dress Happy too. Out. It was a like, great the dress. The photos are amazing. Like the fringe falling off the side while you like just you dips you back. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We love a fringe moment. I love that. <laughs> um, I totally relate to. I well not for like so. I got married at 
city hall. We had like, it's not even a ceremony. It was just us and a photographer. But um, I bought like five dresses to wear to that. And the dress I ended up wearing was like one that I bought literally the day before. And I'd had like four of them tailored for it. So the thing too is now you have all these white dresses that you don't get to wear because you dress up for other people's wedding events. Unless your song is white party. Oh, you had the white party? Yeah. I had a white party. Brilliant. That's so nice. Everyone can wear all these white outfits they never thought they'd get to wear again. Love it. Totally, Love. totally. And then especially like, um, so I had a summer wedding. So white is such a summery color, especially in like a Mexico like vacation yes. vibe. So yeah, that's definitely what I was going for. But speaking of wearing white, I noticed that I think the aesthetic kind of for your bridal party, the wedding party was like black and white. Was that right? And how did you kind of choose that? Was that kind of all part of the... New Year's Eve glamour. We, yeah, I had a hard time. Like, <laughs> Aaron's laughing at me. Changing your mind about the color. I did. I was like, <laughs> maybe I want you in white or like a, a champagne. But then Aaron is also very pale. And I was like, maybe she'll look good in the photos. So we were like, okay, no, not champagne. And then I was like, maybe like gold. And then Mila can wear like silver. And then mom vetoed that one I think yeah I think she yeah she wanted it to be consistent and then Aaron was definitely getting frustrated with me at this point so I was like okay fine <laughs> long dress return dresses. yes true <laughs> very patient with me but through this indecision and it's like only two people right like how hard is it to pick a dress for two people I don't know I make everything very hard when it comes to weddings but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so long story short we just were like you know what you cannot go wrong with a long black dress it'll be class it'll be a classic look <laughs> hey it's your day that's what I learned is that everyone wants to just be there to support you and what you want out of your wedding and I yeah. think I catered a little bit too much to what everybody else like everyone else's feedback and input and opinions and then I kind of lost my vision along the way yeah what are some of the things you feel like you would do differently um, maybe like be less accommodating to people or wish you did differently? I definitely wish that I delegated better to my planner. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that I struggle with in my professional and personal life too. Like I am just not a good delegator. I like to get involved. And I was so involved in a lot of the details of my wedding because I wanted to be and I inserted myself because it's what I do. But then when things didn't play out like I planned, it was hard to not let that impact my, my mood the day of like, or it was hard to not notice and to just let it go. And I can give like a very specific, I mean, there's a lot of examples we haven't even gotten into yet, but one, yeah, let's, let's talk about them. Let's get into it. (laughs) It was like these candelabras. So I found this, I know Aaron's laughing. I know this weddings, right? Like I think I'd 17 vendors or something, one of which is a candelabra florist or something. <laughs> what? <Right? laughs> That's so, their specialty? Well, we already had this amazing florist, but she didn't have these very specific candelabras that all of a sudden I had to have for my wedding day. So my sweet in-laws go out like very far in the middle of Georgia to pick up these rental candelabras. How sweet. <laughs> so sweet, I know, to be the centerpiece of a couple of the tables. And I was creating this picture of a wedding 
that I saw at the ballroom before. And so this was not a thing to like really fixate on. Like that's what I should have just let go of. Like we already have amazing flowers. We've got the linens. Like you don't need candelabras. Let it go. It's one more thing to, to orchestrate. But nope. I'm like, I can make this happen. We rented the candelabras. They picked them up. And then my planner was like, okay, we need 80 AAA batteries or something. And I was like, I'm already at Publix picking up stuff the day before the wedding. And I'm like, I'll just grab the batteries. And I I walk in to see the room transformed into our reception area and the candelabras are not lit. Oh no. And it's like a night and I'm like, why are, what's up with the candelabras? And they're like, oh, so um you bought the wrong batteries. And I was like, awesome. Great. Wait, so what ended up happening? Did you get new batteries? Were they unlit the whole time? At this point, it's like later on New Year's Eve. So a lot of places nearby probably were closed and we just had unlit candelabras. I'm so sorry that happened. (laughs) (laughs) For the problems, but it was a bummer since we put in the extra effort to try to make that vision come together. Okay. So I know we've talked about a a bunch of different things that, you know, didn't go well. Maybe you would do a little bit differently. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the positives. What were some of your favorite moments of the wedding? Some of the things I was so specific about wanting that did play out were truly my favorite moments. The first one that comes to mind is the right after New Year's. So we had a countdown to New Year's and then we kind of recreated the Times Square sequence of music where they do like the, what is that song called? The Oh, Old Lang Syne? That yes, one? Yeah. that one. You know, the New Year's song. We had that. And then we did theme from New York, New York, Frank Sinatra, which is so special to Nassim and I because we moved up here when we first started dating. We loved here for over five years. It's, it's how they do it in Times Square. It's what I wanted to do. And so I got to dance with my in-laws and my family and my brother and my sister to New York, New York. And that was like one of the best moments of my life, let alone just the wedding. Love that. I think it's really cool to like tie in like personal little details like that. Um, Any other kind of details that really stuck out for you? Well, another moment like that that Erin just brought up (laughs) was, so you know, when you buy extra time for your venue, they're very strict. Like we, you know, you have to have like a last song and then whatever your send off is. And Nassim and I decided we weren't going to do a send off because we did this sparklers for midnight inside of ballroom. So we did that already and we were having so much fun and we were just fully being ourselves in that moment, not a bride and groom. And so, yeah, so we got on stage and we were supposed to thank everyone and let them know that it was last song. So we did that. And then I stayed on the stage and said, one more song, one more <laughs> song. And got the whole <laughs> And then we played Dancing Queen, which is Aaron and I's song that we choreographed a dance to when we were like five years old. Oh my God. I love that. Did you do the dance at the I- wedding? We absolutely did our little dance. Yes. <laughs> it was awesome. So that was another awesome moment. <laughs> I need to see this video like immediately. <laughs> I think hopefully my videographers have left at that point, but I'll let you know when I, when I get through the footage. <laughs> we also have footage of like our like their whole first dance and things like that. And those are the parts that are like, that it is as weird as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Okay, so let me tell you the context behind this. Yes, please. So we, we got through the pink lipstick, walked down the aisle to the wrong music. Ceremony was great. I mean, people probably couldn't hear it because the mic wasn't working, but we thought it was great. I had a lot of fun. Got married. That went well. Um, and then we I wanted to join my cocktail hour. I mm-hmm. We had already taken the photos at the beginning of the day. So I'm like, I just... I helped pay for this and I want to be at my cocktail hour and I don't care if my dress is, you know, tied up or whatever. I just want to be out there. And so we go out to our cocktail hour and we had so much arranged with our band. Like we were going to have, I think a four person um, band, like the trombone and the trumpets, the horns, like a horn section, just play some music for the cocktail hour. And I walk out there and there's just like no music playing at all. And so I'm like, Oh, well, that's definitely not what we agreed on, but whatever I'm sure I'm sure someone's trying to figure out where they are and, um then I'm like talking to my friends and this is just like New Orleans style like parade starts coming through like the cocktail area and they're just playing like music but they're like marching like <laughs> they're just like marching through the room playing like <laughs> I remember my friend saying this is cool like did you play in that I was like not at all shout out your friend trying to be supportive <laughs> I'm like la- I'm laughing i'm like i have no idea what is going on oh my god there they go so they're like marching through the room playing like extremely loud like new orleans style music whatever it was fine so that was the cocktail part that was pretty funny and then we get introduced to walk up the idea the plan was everyone's gonna get seated for dinner because we had a seated dinner and then we will get introduced and go straight into our first dance so people can eat while we do the dances and oh okay yeah because we want to move through some of the formality parts of the day and get to like the new year's eve party part and so i do think i arranged to have crazy and lovers some like upbeat song played while we got introduced and walked up to the stage to do our dance. And Nassim and I did pay for dance lessons and got a choreographed first dance in New York City because our first dance song was Love You For A Long Time by Maggie Rogers, which is very upbeat. So Nassim's an amazing dancer. Like he's got so much swag and rhythm and I just don't. I just throw my arms around and have fun with it. And so I was like, I need the the lessons. Nassim's got this, Mm. you know, he's in the bag, but I, I need some help. And so we choreographed a dance. And at this point, like a few things have already gone wrong. I'm just having fun with it. I've kind of given up the parts of the day that I constructed. And then we, so we walk in, we get introduced, we walk into crazy in love, and then we get up to the stage and they just keep playing the whole song. So we're standing being like, do we, is this our first dance? Should we just start dancing at crazy in love by Beyonce? <laughs> no. No. Can't stay here any longer. Like this is really awkward. So I'm like, let's get into like we're doing a little like jig, being like, do we just go? <laughs> so we have to stand there. This is the part of the raw footage that is just so hard to watch. And we just on my way and like, oh no, like are we doing this? So we're just so they played through pretty much the entire song. So we're standing there for probably like a, a minute and a half while people are probably thinking, what is going on? <laughs> Then they go straight into I Love You for a Long Time. So it's like, do, 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 like into my first date song. And, and so you were not prepared. Not prepared. And like, so once you miss that first beat, you're done. At least for me. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm already like, okay, this is, we. I'm just going to throw my arms up in the air and just twirl around. 
and have fun <laughs> and jump around with Nassim. Yeah. Nassim is trying to get me back into the first dance that back we on track. <laughs> And it just looks ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, all my friends are like, you had so much fun. Everyone, like, it was great. Like, who cares? No, yeah. you know, if you don't choreograph a dance, you just have fun with it. And that's what it looked like. And I was like, well, that was a beyond special version of what we had planned. But, um, so, you know, that was an, that was like the first dance part of it. And then I know that part Aaron's dying for me to get into with the band. <laughs> Is that I think this might have had something to do with the fact that that like the leader, the manager of the band wasn't there. So right. the band was like having a New Year's party for themselves. I mean, they certainly <laughs> had fun at our wedding. And and I, I'm sure I did say during the di- like planning, we want this to be fun. It's New Year's Eve. Like, right. You, we want to have a good time with this. Um, and the band certainly did have a good time with it. Uh, <laughs> How so? At one point, one of the band members is just drinking out of a bottle of Tito's. What? <laughs> I cannot make this up. So, like, they are partying, and one of the band members. You want to tell this part, Aaron? You look like you want to tell it. I'm just excited. I, okay. <laughs> band members falls off the back of the stage while he's playing. <laughs> falls off the back, right? So then there's my videographer has amazing footage that they put on Instagram of this. The other guy goes over to be like, are you okay? And like leans over to look off the back of the stage to like make sure that his friend's okay. So he fell off the stage, gets a chair, like a folding chair, puts it on the stage and just sits there, props his leg up for the rest of the night because it is broken. Oh my God. Here's the other part of this is like another (laughs) sidebar. I know. So meanwhile, like we go through all of the dances and stuff and our food is taking forever to come out. And I'm like, what is going on? And I learned later that one of the kitchen staff had a seizure in the kitchen. (gasps) Oh my God. I know. So terrifying, right? And they come out, I guess, to our guests and say, is anybody a doctor? Well, my whole family is doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Julie and my... Godmother Aunt Nikki are in the kitchen, like helping the kitchen. And like, I mean, this wedding is so crazy at this point. And so like happening and then I've got a broken leg on stage. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. I mean, the and the band also like used our photo booth. So like all the photos at the end of the night from our photo booth is like our band. Like they I mean they party. They had a good New Year's Eve. They probably are telling their friends, like, we just had, like, the coolest, most fun gig. They just, you know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is the best part, though, is that Nassim and I decided, uh, just in an effort to continue to make everything as complicated as possible, uh, to have both a band and a DJ. So we were, I like, I know. I like. Wait, how did that work out for you? Because I think that's some people. A lot of people think about doing that. I think it should have worked. Like we had a, one of our band members was a DJ. So like he was just gonna, the band members were gonna be done for the night. And one of the band members was gonna just take over the DJ's position so that we could play like some of like more like late night songs. Yeah. And I don't know. I still to this day don't know what happened with this, but uh, we had this DJ booth with our countdown clock on it for New Year's. The band plays through New Year's puts yeah. on like, the theme from New York song and then like just no DJ. Like, <laughs> I, I guess. So they just start 
like the band starts like playing music on their phone, but then there's like a DJ booth with like no DJ. Like just plugging in the aux cord. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, this is awkward. I'm like, can someone just stand there? I mean, just like dance around, like look like a DJ. Like, this is really weird. Like, someone's just like playing music off the side, like on their phone. So then Nassim can't help himself and he goes over and just takes over and he starts playing the action off of his phone. And then everybody (laughs) gets onto the stage. Okay. I remember at some point a swag surf moment where everyone's like leaning together on the stage. I mean, don't get me wrong. It became a dance floor. It became a dance floor. An extension of dance floor. So like then we've got people on the stage. I mean, to be fair, all of this, all of the planning that I did obviously didn't execute, but it was (laughs) still very fun. Right. Right. Which is the important thing in the end. To everybody except for me. You know, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I, I, that's the part that I'm still not over is just like the time and energy and the details and the money. And then like, yeah, the wedding was so much fun, but I was like, I felt like I, big, I got bamboozled or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's almost like, why did I do all that planning if none of it was going to work out anyway? That's a little bit how I felt. So, well, Megan, do you have any kind of like final thoughts or advice or anything for listeners? <laughs> yeah, I mean, after all of that, I think it's just don't get married to the details. Like this is your wedding. You're there yeah. to marry the person that you love. Your friends or family are there to have fun and support you. And whatever that looks like doesn't actually matter. My friends would have worn whatever they I told them to wear happily. Like people would have shown up wherever at whatever time would have had fun Mm -hmm. with anything that we had put together. And they did, even though it wasn't exactly what I had thought through and planned for. And so if I could go back in time, I would have still had like a fun New Year's wedding, you know, a lot of like what it turned out to be, but I just would not have, I would have delegated a lot more of the details so that I could show up and not even know the things that went wrong. And at the end of the day, like it really doesn't matter. Like it is still fun and it's going to be great. I just... I got too hung up on the details and that's what I had a hard time letting go of in the moment. Well, I'm sure a lot of people who um, are kind of going into wedding planning could probably take that piece of advice. (laughs) You're going to enjoy it anyways. Try not to get too hung up on the details. Um, But yeah. Well, thank you, Megan, so much for coming on and sharing some of those stories. I, I really enjoyed that. Sounds like a, it was really fun despite everything. And yeah, I hope the listeners get, learn a little, a few things from, I don't want to say like what went wrong with your wedding. but <laughs> So wrong, but still so right. Like that was still quite, so right. Yeah. That's what my mom said. She was like, there, what you created wasn't even a Megan and Nassim party. What happened certainly was. <laughs> Maybe that's what was supposed to happen in the end all along. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> that was such a funny conversation. Thank you for also dropping by, Erin. I love how much you hype up your sister. Every bride needs a maid of honor like that. <laughs> I cannot decide which moment was the funniest, but if I had to choose, it would probably be the band member chugging Tito's and then falling off the stage. I don't know how you top that. DM me and let me know what your favorite story from Megan and Nassim's wedding was. You'll find me on Insta at SongKing and on TikTok at SongSongKing. And please, please, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. Okay, love you. Bye.